Welcome to Healthy Choices with your host, Ray Solano from Austin, Texas. We're ready for your calls right now. Call in toll-free at 877-956-9566. Now, here's your host, Ray Solano. Well, welcome to Healthy Choices XM. This is going to be just an exciting show today. We want to welcome all of our new listeners from AM 1570 Wellness Radio out of Minnesota, the Twin Cities, and also all of our Sirius XM listeners that uh, will be joining us today. I'm your host, Ray Solano, and clinical pharmacist and board-certified clinical nutritionist. And we've been doing this uh, live show for over 15 years now, and as we always say, that we're the only live show on XM Radio while everybody's enjoying the football games and, and all the other activities in the weekend. We're dedicated to be able to educate our listeners on some tips and some uh, some learning, uh, I guess, uh, therapies that may save your life. And that's why we're really excited to have Dr. Jackie Meinhart is going to be joining us here. And also Richie Shoemaker, who is one of the leading pioneers in mold and Lyme therapy. He'll be joining us as a recorded interview. And we're just going to have a, a this will be a great time for any of our listeners to call in to our show today because we're going to have some time to be able to take your calls. Uh, our phone number is 877-956-9566. And as always, as a tradition on our show, if you want, you can always text us your questions at 512-219-0724. And at this time, I'd like to welcome our guest, uh, Dr. Jackie Meinhart. Welcome, Jackie. Hi there. Thank you so much, Ray, for having me on. It's it's just such a pleasure to work with you. Well, thanks for spending your time on Saturday. Uh, Jackie is a certified family nurse practitioner. She had a bachelor's of science out of Villanova University, a master's of science in health sciences as a family nurse practitioner from Georgetown. And Jackie enjoys patients, being able to take care of patients. That's why she has a lot of passion for uh for these illnesses because it takes a lot of time and we appreciate that the fact that you still want to do some more and be able to take calls on a weekend. So Jackie, thanks again for, for joining healthy choices. Absolutely. Happy to help in any way I can. I can't wait to get some phone calls. That's right. Our phone number is 877-956-9566. And I know we have a lot of listeners nationwide and we also find out we have listeners in Australia and many other parts of the world. And because Unfortunately, the information that we have is is still uh, very rare or very difficult to find in other places around the world. So we appreciate all of our worldwide listeners. Because today we're going to have a very interesting show. And in, in addition to Jack, Jackie's uh, work and uh, with Dr. Andy Heyman at the Virginia Center of Integrative Medicine, is is be able to talk about some of the pharmaceuticals as a clinical pharmacist and a clinical nutritionist. There's some unique pharmaceutical therapies that give hope that are innovative, off the label uh, uh, preparations that we've worked with Dr. Richie Shoemaker on, and he's going to go through that in our our lineup uh, today as well. And Dr. Richie Shoemaker is a recognized leader in patient care and research in the area of blood toxin related illnesses. And his website, survivingmold.com, has become a cornerstone foundational uh, website for people to understand where to get help and also to be able to have some very simple tests, visual contrast tests. So check that out at survivingmold.com. Well, Jackie, 
before we get into our, our show, the I wanted just to talk to you a little bit about the there's a lot of the a lot of the pharmaceutical preparations that we have we've come up with for your patients and for others. This is something that's it's very tailored and very customized to these patients. This wasn't around five years ago, was it? Oh my goodness, no, it was not. Um, in fact, you know the way I look at medicine with the Virginia Center for Health and Wellness, working with Dr. Um, Andrew Heyman, is it's really not a one-size-fits-all practice. Everyone is uniquely different and comes with different circumstances, which take time and a lot of thought and good questions and listening. It's an active listening process in trying to identify, you know, the pertinent positives um, and the negatives as far as trying to understand who these patients are. And, you know, I am just so blessed to be able to work with such a great team um, of integrative practitioners at the Virginia Center for Health and Wellness and uh, with you and with Dr. Shoemaker. Um, it's been such a wonderful experience for me as a provider that you're cr- absolutely correct. This was not here five years ago. And being able to tailor our treatment um, regimen to individual patients um, is a wonderful um, is a wonderful addition to patient care and being able to, um, you know, identify and really treat and drill down to what is going to make these patients feel better. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM. Our phone number is 877-956-9566. You can always text us at 512-219-0724. Before we get to our our interview with Dr. Richie Shoemaker, uh, one more question for Jackie. You know, one of the things that uh, Andy had always, uh, Dr. Heyman had always said that your practice is the misfits of all the broken toys of all the broken uh, <laughs> patients all around the country come to you, right? Mm-hmm. We have a very dynamic um, international practice um, located in Northern Virginia, and we do have, and he does describe it as uh, the the island of misfit toys, if you will, because again, no one person looks the same. No one person comes with the same story. Um, however, they all have similar patterns, um, and it's that pattern recognition and being able to identify again those those key points. Um, to what makes each individual patient unique um, and being able to address that and be able to work with wonderful people like you um, and your uh, and your compounding pharmacy in Texas, you know, to be able to really address the underlying issues, the root causes of diseases, to really make people feel better and change their lifestyle, change the way they, they frame their illness, change the way we're treating their illness. Um, you know, it's everything that we've learned as providers. We've learned many of these things throughout the years. Um, but it, again, it's just looking at it from a different angle and being able to identify some really good choices to help these people feel better. Well, that's the important thing is understanding the root cause, what is going on metabolically, what is going on physiologically at the cellular level. So this way you can actually do put a solution together, put a specific pharmaceutical preparation together so that actually works and target it as opposed to something that is close they have a lot of side effects. We customize solutions for us. And this is where, as a clinical pharmacist and owner of a compounding pharmacy, a prescription dispensing labs, working with uh, pharmacies like Hopkinton Drugs in uh, Hopkinton, uh, Massachusetts, we've come up with some innovative research-based uh, formulations. And that's what we're going to talk about uh, today. And, 
And our phone number is 877-956-9566. And we're going to start with our interview with uh, Dr. Richie Shoemaker. And Jackie, we'll have you come back in just a few minutes and answer any of these questions and have your people uh, get your get your questions together for us. And we'll be back uh, with this interview with Dr. Richie Shoemaker. Richie, I mean, Sean, let's go ahead and get started. Well, welcome back to Healthy Choices XM. We got Dr. Richie Shoemaker on the phone, be able to, in our continuing our series of how to survive some of the mold illnesses. And we're, Dr. Richie Shoemaker's website is survivingmold.com. And in the, our last series, we talked about is some of the solutions that people can do, very simple tests that they can have to be able to identify if they're having symptoms of mold. And this segment, we're going to talk about some of the pharmaceutical prescription medications to fix the problem. I guess, again, this is something we're not going to give, as always on our radio show, we always give people, identify the problem, and also be able to give them the solutions. You have choices in your health care. And the beauty of this is Dr. Shoemaker has developed a protocol to solve many of these people's problems so they don't have to suffer. Unfortunately, 20 years ago, everybody suffered and they were put into categories that were not very nice. Uh, Dr. Shoemaker, is, can you give us a, you know, this is a very detailed uh, protocol that you put together, but for our listeners, some of the important milestones that people can have for the solution to be able to fix the problem for mold. Let's begin with the case definition for what this illness is. In 2008, the U.S. GAO, Government Accountability Office, uh, published their own version of the case definition, replaced the ones that our group had published in 2003. But basically, we're looking at the potential for exposure. Were you in a water-damaged building before you got sick? We're looking for presence of a multi-system, multi-symptom illness, such as been seen in peer-reviewed published literature. Well, our group has published on probably 5,000 patients over the years, so we can give you those health symptoms. We mentioned visual contrast. That is a useful tool, but it's not part of the case definition. The third element, however, are the labs. And the lab findings seen in published peer-reviewed literature must be present for a given person to be considered a case. But it is those lab functions that guide therapy. The last element of the case definition is response to treatment. Well, if people are using treatments that can't possibly help, and you'll see people advocating charcoal and clay and pectin and chitis, and those just don't work. We've already published that. If you look at people that use allergy nostrums or take antidepressants, well, guess what? It won't work either. So the labs give precision to the case definition but they also provide a basis for sequential intervention. I have to tell you, early on with Visteria days, when I had no one to show me anything else to do, our, our group was the first that published on acquisition of Visteria in the wild and the first to ever show publication of treatment presented at CDC meetings in 2001 as well. It begins with an old-fashioned binder that we use to lower cholesterol called cholestyramine. Uh, this is a powder. It's not absorbed. It does not add anything to us. It's not a statin drug. It won't cause muscle pain or liver problems. But cholestyramine, if taken on an empty stomach, is a binder. And when bile comes out of the liver, out of gallbladders as well, and goes into the duodenum, carrying with it compounds that have been secreted by the bile ducts 
against the gradient, including toxins, cholestyramine has a shape and size of its side change that lets it bind to these compounds, including cholesterol, that's the reason it's sold for lower cholesterol, and prevent reabsorption later on. Normally, cholesterol comes out in bile, goes in the duodenum, and gets reabsorbed in the ileum. That enterohepatic recirculation is disrupted by cholestyramine, such that you can take cholestyramine, bind cholesterol, lower your cholesterol, and life's good. Cholesterol goes out in the toilet, and life uh, continues on. The same mechanism helps reduce the burden of compounds that cause inflammation from water-damaged buildings, not just from mold, of course. That's about 1%. That's it, 1% of the total problem. But cholestyramine is nonspecific in its ability to bind. But we showed that there were people that stayed sick even after they had been on a course of cholestyramine and found out that as inflammation proceeds, there will be a decline of a hormone, a regulatory neuropeptide is the long way we say it, called melanocyte-stimulating hormone, or MSH. MSH levels, when they fall, will let organisms live on mucous membranes that shouldn't be there. They can live in the gut, but they sure live in the back of the nose. These are staphylococci that are found in water-damaged buildings. So if you go there, you're putting yourself not just exposed to toxins and inflammagens, but you're also putting yourself with exposure to these um, kind of opportunistic colonizers. And they sit on your mucous membranes in the back of the nose, don't give you a headache, don't give you a runny nose, don't give you a sinus problem, but they release compounds that make inflammation worse. Ray, it's quite the advance that we can use what's called genomics or transcriptomics to look at the fingerprint of gene activation that these staph germs cause. It's a fascinating advance, but it's probably not available uh, in the Houston area right now. But just down the road, just be aware that the science has progressed that far. Sure, sure. But if you have one of these commensal biofilm-forming Marcons, uh, these are multiply antibiotic-resistant coagulase-negative staphs. Long way to say that. That's why the abbreviation or acronym Marcons comes in. If you've got one of those guys, and about 80% of patients with water damage building illness do, you're not going to get better until that's eradicated. So the first step is removal from exposure. Do the best you can. The second is use of a binder in addition to cholestyramine that does have some GI side effects. We can use well call. Those, both those compounds bind cholesterol. They both work. But then the third step is to eradicate colonizing marcons. That means there's a special culture done. There's a lab that will do that. It's not even $100. It's in Massachusetts called Microbiology DX. Their phone number, and I'm not related to this company at all, I have no interest in them. It's 781-276-4956. They will do that culture for you. But even after we finish the third step, lo and behold, people develop autoimmune problems like crazy. The mechanisms mm -hmm. we can talk about when we have more time to get into the science if I just say TGF beta-1, transforming growth factor beta-1, and T-regulatory cells, maybe your listeners will know that there is a huge body of science of why we see anti-gliadin antibody positivity, why we see anti-cardiolipins. This is a real concern, by the way, for pregnant women. You don't want cardiolipins if you're pregnant. But anti-gliadin antibodies, similar but not the same as celiac disease, must be identified. And if you have it, you've got to remove gluten from your diet. 
A lot of people go gluten-free and they feel better. If you have gliad antibodies from inflammation-induced autoimmunity, that's a different story. We also know other hormones are disrupted. Male and female hormones, both. Androgens can fall, and low testosterone gets to be a problem, together with the enzyme that takes testosterone and converts it over to estrogen, called aromatase. Many people with maybe with a loved one who've had uh, fallen to breast cancer know about aromatase inhibitors because they block the body's production of estrogen and prevent metastasis and, and, and regrowth of breast cancer. It's a huge advance to have these pharmaceuticals. But if you have upregulation of aromatase and your testosterone or DHEAS or androstenedione is low, you need to know that because all the testosterone replacement you take in the world will simply create more estrogen because of aromatase. We also know that there are inflammation chemicals, MMP9, Mary Mary Paul, or matrix metalloproteinase 9, delivers inflammation compounds out of blood vessels into tissue below blood vessels. So here we're delivering inflammation compounds, not just to the brain that I talked about earlier, but to liver, kidney, lung, muscle, nerve. MMP9 is ubiquitous. Wherever blood flow goes, inflammation chemicals can leave under the influence of the delivery mechanism MMP9. We also know that vascular endothelial growth factor, VEGF, is a, a compound that creates new blood vessels and increases oxygen delivery. Remember I told you about capillary hypoperfusion. If we look at people who have this illness, and the acronym Chronic Inflammatory Response Syndrome, CIRS, you'll hear me say a lot, right. CIRS has about a third of its patients with low levels of VEGF, and if VEGF is not there, the hypoperfusion is worse. If your exercise tolerance is down, you can't go up a flight of stairs, you're puffing and someone says you have new onset asthma, probably that's not correct. Probably what's going on is abnormalities of delivery of oxygen and capillary beds, and VEGF is one of those. We fix MMP9 and VEGF with high-dose omega-3s, fish oils. You don't need a prescription for those. If you right. have the problem, fish oils are helpful. But we need for you to avoid not just gluten for anti-gliadin antibody-positive people. We need you to avoid the starchy foods as well. Don't have much and time. So after we, and after we do that, you talked about uh, this nasal spray, VIP nasal spray, vasoactive intestinal peptide. After this we've is, gone through all of After going through all this, there's, there's and the Marcons, to, to, I just interrupt you just for a second, the Marcons, you have a nasal spray that you've developed to be able to get rid of some of the infections that your people have in the mucous membranes, right? What we do with VIP is to correct immune abnormalities first and foremost. We know it corrects gene abnormalities. We published a paper in November 2016 showing how remarkably VIP turns on anti-inflammatory compounds that then regulate gene activity in a healthful way. Boy, is it nice to have something that lets us regulate genes. But VIP is not going to be eradicating Marcons. We've got to do that for VIP or else VIP is not going to work. VIP is like the coat of paint that you put on a new house. If the house is being burned down or the house is being flooded, you don't put VIP on it. It won't work. 
But when the house is reframed and restructured and you're ready to paint it, that's when VIP does its job. It is fascinating to see the benefits that VIP brings. This is available by prescription. It's not an over-the-counter item, but it has a track record of helping thousands and thousands of people, uh, which we've presented to the FDA and now are looking to bringing this to to um, to everybody in the U.S. That, that needs it. Certainly, VIP has been used in overseas. Uh, in Germany, it's used for sarcoid and for asthma and a variety of things as well. Uh, and the government recommends and, in fact, pays for its use. So VIP is, is a phenomenal godsend, but it's, it's something that you've got to use right. You won't get benefit if you use it wrong. Fortunately, how to use it right is readily available to you on the Surviving World website. There's a whole... Uh, module. You can watch uh, Dennis Cates, who's a pharmacist from from Boston, and, and and me talk about VIP. It's about 25 minutes. We give you a video. We give you the PowerPoint slides. We give you the text. We give you the protocol. We give you references. It's it's all there. But VIP uh, is to be used when this time is right. But at the end of the day, when people go through these sequential steps. We're looking at correction of brain injury, nothing else works. We're looking at correction of genomic injury, nothing else works. We're looking at correction of the lab abnormalities. And while each of our first 10 steps of the 11-step protocol will help tremendously, they actually are a tag team. You do one, then the other, then the other, then the other. The tests we look for are all listed on the Surviving World website on the physician's order sheet. They're covered by insurances. The medications are usually covered by insurances, of course, with the different policies out there right now. Who knows what's going to be checked and be covered. Just check with your health care provider. But the protocol, seemingly complex and seemingly rigid, works properly when it's done correctly. It's not that hard. It's like reading a recipe. If I want to make Johnny Cake and the recipe for this wonderful cornbread mixture says put in some baking soda, it's not going to taste right without the baking soda. So why do we have a recipe? Because it gives you something to follow to do it right. That's what the protocol does. We give you the recipe, then know how to do it right. Well, that's that's perfect. You know, we, we in our series, we gave people the, the started out with the problem, and now we've gone through the sequential steps how to fix it, how to, excuse me, how to identify it, how to fix it. And I think this is a, is a great start. And that's what we wanted for, for our listeners is to give people choices. Dr. Shoemaker, we would like to have you back again, but we appreciate your time today. And check out the website, survivingmold.com. Again, thank you for your time, Dr. Shoemaker. Ray, you are absolutely wonderful to sponsor this kind of talk for the public, specifically those in hurricane-damaged areas. And Maria's on the way, and Irma did her own thing. It's not just Houston. When the flood on the Red River in Fargo, North Dakota, happens again next spring, the same principles apply. Disaster relief begins with helping one person at a time. No different from any place else that you've got a water damage building. Thank you for the time. Thank you for the courtesy. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM. As we just finished up an interview with Dr. Richie Shoemaker, we have uh, Jackie Meinhardt, a certified nurse practitioner on the on the call, joining us today. We're here to answer your questions today. You can also text us at 512-219-0724. We have a very special edition of our Healthy Choices show today, pretty much in a very in-depth 
uh, educational on integrative medicine on mold and Lyme. Jackie, that was a very detailed uh, iteration of what you do, but hopefully in the second half of our show, we can come back and just take it apart piece by piece because that's what you do best is make it very simple for patients, right? Jackie? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just I just introduced you that, you know, this is what you do in your practice. You make it simple for patients because this is complex. And that's, you know, we, we want people to uh, join us in the second half of our show because you're going to break down what Richie went through and make it really simple because it was a little bit technical, right? Yes, I'd be happy to do that for you. Okay. My pleasure. Okay, we'll be back in a few moments after the break. And you can always text us at 512-219-0724. We'll be back with Jackie Meinhart and more about mold in line.
Let's talk about your healthy choices. We have room for you right now. Toll free at 877-956-9566. Well, welcome back to another great show, uh, Healthy Choices XM. This is a special edition of a, you know, this is going to be a tech, I call it a special textbook edition because we're going to have a lot of our listeners be able to download this from our iTunes website. Go back to our, or also check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com. Share it with their practitioner. Because this is a vintage show about the pharmaceuticals used for mold and Lyme's disease. That, you know, the all combination of both of these are brain injuries. And Dr. Richie Shoemaker joined us with a pre recorded interview talking about these individual uh, medications and the therapies and how they're useful. And, and, and Jackie, uh, thank goodness that you're on the show today. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you so much. <laughs> for, for our people that are listening to uh, Jackie Minard is a certified family nurse practitioner for Virginia Center of Integrative Medicine. And, and her, the reason why we've invited her on the show is she's able to communicate well. She's got a great, uh, I guess, following that she's committed to the health of patients, but she also is able to break down where everybody is just rolling their eyes for the first half to show how in the world do we do step one, step two, step three. So maybe you can, it can help translate what uh, Richie uh, said the first half of the show. (laughs) I'd be happy to, not a problem. (laughs) Thank you for having me on. Well, great. So what would the, what's the, the first thing I heard from uh, Richie is you have to get eradication. We know that uh, mm-hmm. is the step back from the, the mold, and you can't do anything from that. But it's going to take some discipline. So, what what are the, some of the next steps when people have the when you know that they possibly may have mold exposure or you suspect it? Sure, absolutely. Um, one of the first things that one of the first things that you need to do is you need to identify the source. Um, and that means to identify if their home, their work, their um, wherever they're spending the majority of their time to see if their envir- their environment is um, contaminated, any types of mold, water intrusion, anything like that you'd want to know about. Um, and there's some testing that can be done in conjunction with um, you know licensed and bonded uh, you know environmental specialists um, and you know, they're the experts in, in that field as far as I'm concerned. Um, but, you know, we do work with them, um, you know, we do work with them and work with patients to be able to identify the root source of the illness, if indeed it is, in fact, from water damage buildings. Um, at that point, then, we start doing blood work, um, and we start to identify, is this person indeed um, meet case criteria for something called chronic inflammatory response syndrome, or as Dr. Shoemaker said, CIRS. Um, and to do that, there's a, there's a um, and it's listed on the Surviving Mold website, there is blood work that we order, um, and it can take up to three to four to sometimes five weeks for some of that blood work to come back. So it, a lot of it's managing the expectations as well for the patients, because again, um, each individual patient is different, um, but one of the things that I have found is that most patients who come to see us have been to see 15, 20, 25 doctors wow. over the course of a few years to a number of years, um, and they come with a lot of emotional, um, you know, the, the emotional backdrop of they're not listening to me, they don't understand. Um, so it's being able to, you know, to provide that safe place for patients to come and to t- discuss their health and their health goals. Um, so once we do the blood work, 
um, and if they meet case criteria, um, which we can review if that's, if that's what you would like. But once they meet case criteria, we start them on treatment. And that is first and foremost, like Dr. Shoemaker said, about starting a binder, um, a binder therapy. And um, we have choices, um, choices that can be made at a compounding pharmacy and choices that can be picked up at, you know, a local retail pharmacy. Uh, pharmacy. Um, So we start there. We're starting with the binder, starting with in that um, testing that we do. Like cholestyramine, right? Correct. Cholestyramine, well call. Um, But before all that, you know, the the test that we talked about the very first time was that visual contrast test, a part of that blood work and diagnostics that we do. Very Um, very inexpensive, right? Yep. It's extremely inexpensive. Um, The Surviving Mold website has a a small fee um, that you could do uh, the test online, um, and it's very reliable, and that's the nice thing about this test, the visual contrast test, created many, many years ago um, by the division of the military um, to look at brain inflammation, um, specific to the second cranial nerve, which is the optic nerve, um, looking at contrast from white to black and the shades of gray in between. So we start off with the visual contrast test and the blood work, um, and then we start with the binder once they meet case criteria. Um, and you know, like we have sent many patients to your compounding pharmacy for pure cholestyramine. Um, and after we get them to a certain point, we start testing them for something called multiple antibiotic coag negative staph. Um, it's specifically staphylococcus, which is a bug um, that, like Dr. Shoemaker said, is found in the nose, but also in different parts of the body um, and creates biofilm, something called biofilm, which is a slime that bugs create. Um, it's their defense mechanism. They like it in there. They don't want to leave. Hmm. Um, um, so what we do at that point is, it's like you said just a few moments ago, it's the eradication of that staphylococcus bug um, that is so important, and it's imperative the patient pass that step because we really can't move on successfully to the completion of the protocol or getting that patient to feel 100% better um, without getting rid of that uh, multiple antibiotics-resistant staph. Well, you know, that's it's very, you know, these are the steps that you're, that you're talking about are, you know, the people coming to you have a tremendous financial investment. They've already started. They've already spent. Oh, yeah. And so this is something you're very sensitive to. So you're looking at things that can, that's, that is going to be pinpoint exactly what's uh, to, to the cause of what the problem is. But some of the things like the visual contrast test is less than $15, which is it's, it's a great uh, start. And some of these other tests are very inexpensive as well, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and like uh, Dr. Shoemaker was mentioning, the blood work, you know, the blood work can be, um, is typically covered by insurance. But again, I always encourage patients to discuss this, not just with their healthcare provider, but with their insurance company prior to getting any tests done. Because what I don't want is for my patients to say to me, but wait a minute. And, you know, I got this bill and I say, well, you know, we need, we need to have this conversation first. We need to right. be completely transparent um, in all the steps of the protocol so everyone understands what page we're on, right? And we, we all know where we're going. The end point is the same. How we get there can be slightly different. That's right. And for our listeners, you're listening to Healthy Choices XM as we're having a special edition show talking about mold and Lyme disease and our phone number is 877-956-9566. Our lines are open. This is a great opportunity to get a conversation started with Jackie Meinhardt to maybe, you know, some of these people are struggling uh, today. And unfortunately, the tremendous amount of ravage of the hurricanes and, lo- and the mold that has occurring in here and especially in uh, even in Puerto Rico, it's just going to be we're going to see the effects of this many months down the road. 
Jackie, when do you, as far as the people that are living in these areas, especially in the Houston area that's close to us here in Austin, Texas, how long does it take for maybe any of the these toxins, these mycotoxins, to really proliferate in the, uh, the in some of these homes? Oh, that's a great question. Um, and, you know, contrary to popular belief, um, and again, I am not a remediator. I, I don't pretend that I am. Um, but one of the things that I have learned after talking to many remediators in the, in, in the industry um, who are very good at what they do um, is mold can grow within hours, right, mm-hmm. of saturation. Um, it's something that, ta- that is very quick. Um, you know, so even just a little bit of water can create a very bad situation. Um, I have a patient who, um, you know, you know, has uh, property in Puerto Rico, and she was feeling better, and she went back to Puerto Rico, and she started not feeling well. Um, so it can happen. People start not feeling well um, very quickly um, if they, you know, over the course of time that the, that toxin buildup can take time for people to not feel well, but if they have not been feeling well already, if they're already chronically ill, and then they're exposed to water, interior water-damaged environments, they can start to feel very poorly. In addition to how they already were, they can go downhill pretty quickly. You know, we have many of our listeners, some people have texted us, you know, how can they treat some of these mold conditions? You know, like we said, we're not remediators, but... There's some uh, some data that is off of CDC's website that talks if mold is growing in your home, you can fix, you know, to reduce uh, cleanup and guess, re- re- get rid of the moisture. But mold growth can be removed from hard surface using soap and water in a bleach solution of one-to-one of household bleach in water. But, you know, that's not something we usually as a first choice. We've heard 8% peroxide, taking regular peroxide, food-grade peroxide, and doing a one-to-four dilution of uh, making an 8% solution of peroxide and spraying it everywhere. Uh, Do you agree that that may be a good solution for some of these patients? You know something, Ray? I honestly, I'm going to defer. I don't don't honestly know, especially in those ravaged areas where there is so much damp environment. Um, And not only damp environment, but it's been damp for a very long time. Um, I, I am going to defer to a specialist at that point because, honestly, I don't know. Um, I do know that we recommend something called Everclear, um, which is a grain alcohol that with a water solution, one-to-one solution, and you can spray that on hard surfaces. But when it comes to porous surfaces, there's really little that we can do to, to save porous objects like books, paper, um, anything that can absorb water. Um, I know wood can certainly absorb water, but again, I'm going to defer to the specialists at that point because, again, I am not a remediator. Well, I think we just got some peaks some people's uh, attention. You were you going down the road. It could be because uh, we're, we're listening to people uh, all across the country. We said the word Everclear, and all of a sudden lights turned on and went, really? <laughs> this is the only time I've been able to hear that we can actually have some fun with some of the uh, remediations. Unfortunately, we have to keep it out of, make sure they understand that this is for a pharmaceutical use. So that's a one-to-one solution of Everclear. 
and please don't drink it. Oh, yeah, um, please. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, do not drink it. You're going you're gonna to spray it on surfaces. I can no, see No, I'm it. not. <laughs> I don't drink. I, I guess <laughs> I don't it, recommend people drink Well, unfortunately, we're gonna, a lot of people are going to say, well, I need to go to the liquor store so I can get some Everclear to spray the mold. But, uh, honey, we don't have any mold. Well, we may have some. How's that? No, 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 absolutely. I apologize for any confusion there. Absolutely not. I don't <laughs> no. encourage alcohol drinking or anything like that. Well, th- this is on Saturday, so uh, unfortunately we're competing with a lot of football uh, games and we have a lot of baseball games so we have to kind of keep it a little bit lighthearted. But right. after the first half of our show we you know unfortunately we some of our listeners are still kind of glazed over but you know this is serious business uh, and when you're suffering from from mold illnesses many times you're being diagnosed that you have a psychological dysfunction a psychological injury and a mental disorder because it can baffle Mm-hmm. So many uh, uh, traditional physicians that are not trained, and that's why they, they've been to 15 different doctors until they come to you. And many times we see that they're on, of course, many uh, antipsychotics. Mm-hmm. And, uh, also, they're having problems sleeping, so that's another, another medication. So they're on five or six different medications, and they are a mess. Yes, they definitely have polypharmacy um, going on. And it's, it's really trying to identify with the help of a psychiatrist. You know, most, these patients have to have another uh, clinician looking at them, another physician looking at them from a psychiatric standpoint. Um, and, yes, many of our patients have um, neurologic conditions um, and they have psychiatric conditions, um, you know, which we have to identify. Is it due to exposures or is it an organic cause for these disease states in the sense that, you know, it's genetic or what have you? Um, you know, and it takes time. It takes time and it takes a lot of skill in understanding the patient, but then also working with that psychiatrist so you understand, you know, that you're both going in the same direction. So I, I guess uh, what we, as a, t- uh, as a lead behind, if you have been exposed or possibly being exposed, there's like, I haven't felt good, but it started by this time. And then the second question, had you had any sensitivity to mold or did you have any mold exposure in that in that home or the facility or could have been a work in a work environment? They say, oh, yes, we we had a problem with mold. And, and about a year later, I got some of these symptoms. It seems like there it, it appears from Richie's conversation, this immune dysfunction occurs and un unfortunately the body's coping mechanism mm-hmm. or compensation mechanism is overrun by these toxins and it cannot it's just just dysregulation it goes completely haywire and it's just it's a complete breakdown of communication right correct um it is a true immune um dysfunction to the point that you know many patients will say you know i don't feel Necessarily, I don't feel bad, but I don't feel well. They don't know what it feels like to feel good. They don't know what it feels like to feel well, to feel healthy, because they felt so poorly for so long. To the fact that Dr. Heyman and I had to discuss, you know, typically around stage three, stage four, you know, we had to provide some psychological support for these patients because all of a sudden they started feeling better. And they didn't know how to cope with that Wow! to the point that they said, but I felt bad for so long. That's who I am. They didn't know who this person was. 
you know, that was in front of them now. And that gave me, that's not something I expected, to be honest. It's not something I expected. And I don't think either of us expected it. And that's something that we had to address. Um, And we look for that now proactively um, the entire time and now have a very strong psychologic underpinning to many of the things that we do um, as far as psychologically preparing these patients, you know, for lifestyle changes and then feeling better. And and what do we do in that instance? Um, We have a wonderful team at the Virginia Center for Health and Wellness in that sense. What, what an unusual consequence that you have to teach them how to feel better, how to interact socially, how to be able to live life because they haven't, they haven't lived that way for so long. So they just don't know how to cope. It's very, that's, it's, well, it's very exciting that you can offer those and be able to acknowledge it. That's the reason why you all are so popular. But I just wanted to just break back a little bit of the the last half of our interview with Dr. Richie Shoemaker, after we've gone through the, these very important steps and eradication of uh, some of the uh, staff with these very interesting nasal sprays that have been able to, uh, antibiotics, nasal sprays, sometimes very simple things like uh, colloidal silver and EDTA to get rid of the staph infections uh, in the nose. And then, then it's, like he said, you're putting in paint on a house, it's the preparation's done, and then you have to try to fix this autoimmune dysfunction. They use this special peptide, nasal spray, mm-hmm. uh, active intestinal peptide, which really has nothing to do with the intestinal, right? No. It, it well, just... it, well, it does. I mean, but, it, it, you know, it's a peptide. It's a naturally occurring substance in the body, um, and VIP um, is a wonderful product to help people start feeling better, um, to actually change genomic expression um, from a cellular level. So now we're talking about a cellular level, talking about genomics. We're talking about how this person, um, their genetic sequencing at this point um, it's pretty impressive, and in the research that Dr. Um, Andy Heyman and Dr. Shoemaker and Dr. Ryan in Florida have done, it's groundbreaking, and it's amazing. In fact, they just published a paper, um, or they're in the process of publishing a paper um, just about that, so about pain and also fatigue. It's very exciting time to be a part of this. So being able to fix the genetic dysfunction, change mm-hmm. the genetic SNPs, is that correct? Um, the expression. The expression. Mm-hmm. So that's either turning switches on and off to make it very simple for people to turn off some of those those switches. So the immune system becomes to be able to function normally because it's this huge cascade of of different organ systems that are behaving improperly. Correct. It's a huge, it's a very predictable cascade of events that happens once there is that gene activation, once there is that immune dysfunction that happens you know, with that disruption of melanocyte-stimulating hormone, or MSH, um, which, again, affects, allows for this staphylococcus bug to harbor in the body, to, to you know, to stay in the body. Um, it allows for it to stay there and, you know, for it to come in and to invade and to stay. And we have to get rid of that bug before we can do anything else. And quite frankly, that's one of the hardest steps to do um, for many patients because, again, Marcons just aren't in your body, right. but they are in the interior of water-damaged environments. So if you have If you're in an environment, whether it be homework, school, wherever it is that you're spending your time, church, um, you know, buildings, libraries, what have you, um, and they've had in in their uh, water-damaged environment has not been treated properly, there's Marcons in that environment. So you could be re-exposing yourself. You know, it's not to walk around in a bubble, but just something to be aware of some very, very serious consequences can occur from, from mold. It's not just simply mold. 
it is something that can be life changing for children, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's why I like to say it's not the it's 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 the not the mold that's making you sick, right? It's being in the presence of the mold. It's mold in your environment that's keeping your immune system active. Your immune system is in is designed to. Um, to that innate immune system is designed to turn on, if you will, and then pass on that that uh, that information to the acquired immune system, and then to say, "Hey, there's something here. You need to go take care of it." Off the acquired immune system goes. But in the cases of chronic inflammatory response syndrome, you lose that ability for the innate immune system to tell the acquired immune system what to do. Right? And that, that innate immune system is always on. Right. So again, they're always activated. Oftentimes, people will say, I went on vacation and I felt better. That's right. And then I came home and, wow, I don't feel good. You know, and, and that's why I start asking questions, you know, and we start talking about the environments that they were in, whether it be they were outdoor camping or they were in a hotel or they were, you know, at their mom's house. Um, you know, where were you? What were you doing? Let's, let's talk about that. And it's, it's fascinating to watch patients learn the environments that they feel good in and the environments they don't feel good in. And that's kind of the survival tips. If, you, if it's an environment that you don't feel good in, it's to remove, remove yourself, that'd be the, the eradication. Sometimes it's possible, sometimes it's not. And for our listeners, you're listening to Healthy Choices XM in a special edition talking about mold, and we're going to get into Lyme in just a moment. And Jackie Meinhardt is joining us uh, from Virginia Center of Integrative Medicine, and our phone number is 877-956-9566. And Jackie, you know, one of the things that w- there's some similarities in these brain injuries in this immune dysfunction that occurs in Lyme's disease as well, because it could be, it's the exposure or the, the, the toxins coming from uh, Lyme uh, parasites can be the same for these patients, right? Mm-hmm. So Lyme disease is a fascinating, um, Lyme is a fascinating, or Borrelia burgdorferi, let's say, is a fascinating bug um, in the sense of what it does to the human, right, to the human immune system. And because it's an innate immune system, um, uh, you know, insult, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, right. It, it invades that innate immune system. You're going to get that inflammatory response. And if you have that genetic sequencing, right, that genetic um, uh, predisposition, right, right, for innate immune system dysfunction, then yes, Lyme can be very um, can be very dangerous for these patients. And sometimes you do some of the similar treatments? Oh, absolutely. Actually, um, in the way I explain it to patients, because patients will say, I've been diagnosed with Lyme and I've had treatments all these years. I don't feel any better. What's wrong with me? Um, that's something that we hear very often. Um, and I'll say, well, you know, it could be Lyme, right? It definitely right. could be because I truly don't know if we can say Lyme ever goes away. I don't think we really know that yet. I don't know if we understand Lyme that well. Um, however... You know, it could be both. It could be Lyme, and it could be um, due to cro- uh, chronic inflammatory response syndrome, right, due to Lyme, right. or to water-damaged environments. Again, because it's not the mold that's making you sick. It's the mold in your environment that's keeping your immune system activated, right? It's keeping it revving, if you will. So, it, you know, we need, to, we need to identify, and sometimes we can't do it all in the first visit or with the blood work that we do at the first session. It's something that we have to revisit, um, 
once we start getting the patients to start feeling better, all of a sudden we'll start seeing these symptoms come up, um, identifying potentially a tick-borne vector or, you know, some sort of a a biotoxin um, exposure, sometimes even both. We don't, you know, we don't know what we're going to find. It truly is a detective work, and it takes a skilled uh, clinician to be able to dig in and to be able to work with, you know, have have to have good patients that are willing to uh, to listen and work at it because uh, unfortunately it's not that easy. Well, uh, Jackie, before we, before we leave, I want to make sure we get your contact information and your website for our listeners. Absolutely. Um, my name is Jackie Meinhart. Um, our phone number is 703-327-2434, our office number. Um, and the website is vc4hw.com. VC4HW, and you can check out our website, Healthy Choices XM, for that link as, as well. And, and Jackie, we're going to have you back again because we've had such a great response uh, from, all, from all the, you know, we're helping people. And unfortunately, we're going to have a lot more patients that are going to be coming down with some of the disorders. So hopefully you'll be able to come back on again. Thank you, Ray. I would certainly love to. Thank you. Oh, great. Well, next week we're going to have Dr. Gazagoli. We're going to have a special show talking about breast cancer prevention and treatment. And that's uh, from Progressive Medical Center's Gazagoli back next week. And check out our website, Healthy Choices XM, and our, our commerce store for all of our new products. Everybody have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Ray. Thank you. 